When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, baseball family, to the Thursday Night Live episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am Brad, and as you would expect, I'm joined by our guy Brig on my left. Good evening, Brig. How are you? I'm okay. My internet's suffering, but everything will be just fine. <laughs> Things seem to be much smoother on your side of the screen right now. So Yes, outstanding. <laughs> we'll see how it goes from here on yeah. out. Anyway, playoff baseball. Been playoff baseball, Brig. Um, Pretty crazy. Well, I was honestly, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I was a little concerned going into today, Thursday, that the Phillies and D-backs was just going to kind of fizzle out, and that was just going to kind of be how it was, and then we were just going to have to wait for the ALCS to wrap up, and I still don't see that thing going more than six games. But I was, yeah. uh, I was a little bit worried for how things were going to go, but suddenly, things are a little more interesting. Yeah. I'm very it's excited interesting about on it. the ALCS side too, right? Like very it just, interesting. It's very interesting. The whole thing yeah. has been awesome. It is. But before we get too deep into that, baseball family, sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity, and we want to con- connect you with an opportunity to get started or get ahead. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the simplest way to maximize your profits, and there is has never been a better time to sign up. When you visit our page, signupexpert.com slash baseball, you'll be connected to all the sportsbooks in your region, state, wherever, along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All these sportsbooks have valuable sign-up offers for new users, and it's a great way to cash in early. And when you register through base, through the Baseball Together link, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. When you use multiple sportsbooks, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. I'm here to tell you that is the truth. If you want to take advantage of these benefits and support the show, sign up for your next sportsbook at signupexpert.com slash baseball. As always, there is a link down in the episode description. Now, let's get into the ALCS, Brig. Let's start there. Okay. Okay. Yep. Because it's been a wild and crazy ride down in Texas. I'm telling you. Certainly has been the wild, wild west. (laughs) Yes. Wickety wild west. For those of you who know, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, jump in the comments and tell us if you got that joke, baseball family. That one was the highest of quality. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, so as it stands at this moment, 
the Rangers are leading this series two games to one. Okay. Hmm. Game one uh, was was an interesting one, right? Like Jordan Montgomery went out there. The Rangers won two to zero. But Montgomery tossed a gem, six and a third, five hits, no runs, just one walk and struck out six. And a team yeah. that doesn't strike out very often, six strikeouts in six and a third is quite a bit. Yeah, that's a lot. And then on the other side, he had Justin Verlander pitching for the Astros, and I thought it was crazy. It's just like, well, shoot, here you go. He pitches six and two-thirds, gives up two mm-hmm. runs. One is on a bloop, one is on a bomb. But that was the difference. Right? Like, Yeah. Big and sometimes, sometimes that's all it takes. And right. I was shocked that the Rangers were able to just completely shut down the Astros in that first game. Just entirely couldn't believe it myself i'm still shocked well this is the thing though is we we weren't shocked for too long though right because we went to game two yes the rangers won that one five to four but it was a little more interesting i felt like right it was way more interesting yeah the rangers jumped out on framber valdez early he he only lasted two and two thirds gave up five runs four of those earned because he himself had an error that ended up leading to a run Mm-hmm. Seven hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, man, the dude gave up five and pitched two and two thirds, but he still struck out six. Yeah. If they weren't putting in play, they were, I mean, if they weren't getting on base, they were striking out. So <laughs> yeah, he right. kind of did what he's supposed to do. But the Rangers needed that early four nothing cushion. They ended up yeah. winning, like I said, winning five to four. Um, the Rangers bullpen kind of reared its ugly, the ugly side of its head right late Mm -hmm. in the game and it looked i thought i was like oh shoot here we go this is what we've been waiting for they managed to hold on to the lead but this is the thing that i think happened brig and let and let me know if you think i'm out of line with this i think what happened was the rangers bullpen's inability to get outs and make a compete like let the astros be competitive kind of woke a sleeping giant letting kind of get out of bed and start moving in the right direction because they say hitting is contagious. All it takes is a little bit of confidence going through that dugout and then everybody starts hitting. And then we saw it in game three, right? right? That's exactly what we saw in game three. Houston came to play and just dominated eight to five was the, was the final score, but that doesn't really do it justice because I thought that the Houston was not only offensively, even defensively, just, really had their stuff together they were not gonna they were not gonna lose game three it felt like there was a, i don't know there was just no chance so they jumped out to a 3-0 lead in the second that certainly helped and they tacked on one more in the third and another in the fourth um rangers scored in the fifth and that cut the lead to only three but after that dude it was just bang bang blow by blow mm-hmm. um Every time Texas did anything, Houston responded, and it was just, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it felt it, it was, felt a little bit close there at 5-3. to three. It was like, oh, or 5-2. to two. It was kind of like, okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then it was like 7-3. to three. All right. 7-5. to five. Well, yeah. maybe, you know, but. Yeah. Eight, the 8-5, to five, it felt like the difference was more than three runs. It felt like 10-5 to five is what it felt yeah. like. Yeah. It to did. me, yeah, it sure did. I think you're right. Um, so I don't know. I felt 
I felt a lot less confident about my Texas pick after that game. I still feel like they can win it, right? Right. Because yeah. as of do. this moment, as of this moment, a home team has not won a game in this series. Right. And the Astros are way better on the road than they are at home, which is mind-boggling. It doesn't make Maybe sense. Maybe it's because but... of the batter's eye. I don't know. But <laughs> right? it could be that it doesn't seem to be a problem for anybody else. No, but no, no for no. them, for whatever yeah. reason. I'm not <laughs> sure. But... I'm not gonna make those jokes, but yeah, I have jokes. <laughs> you probably know the jokes I want to make, but I'm not yeah, gonna... yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I don't know. That's been that's been a pretty wild series seeing what's going on back and forth. Game four is going on at this very moment. If you're not watching or paying attention or are curious what the score is at this moment in the show, three to two Astros in the middle of the third. The Astros got three in the first and the Rangers got two in the second um, off of a couple of hits, a homer from Garcia and a sack fly from Young. The Rangers, though, really had an opportunity, though. They had one out with runners on second and third. They should have been able to capitalize on that and tie the game, but. You know how it goes. They should have. But what are you going to do, right? Yeah. So, yep. but it there's, it go ahead. feels like a, it. So far, it feels like a much closer game. Much, yeah, it does. much more competitive more, than Game Three was. Despite yes, three runs what, early for the Astros. That, honestly, that's what we want, right? Yeah. Like, unless your team is involved, you just want to see competitive baseball. We just want it to be fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And right. this game so far is fun. And we'll get into NLCS in a minute because tonight's game was super fun. But before we do that, I got a couple of things I want to bring up. The first is that David Ortiz has gone and offered a nickname to Jordan Alvarez, uh, who's been just killing it. That dude doesn't Houston. even hit singles anymore. No. And he doesn't get out. Amazing. That's the baffling thing is he just gets extra base hits. It's crazy. So uh, David Ortiz, his bigness or Big Poppy, I call him his bigness, but I Big like Poppy, bigness. yeah, has nicknamed Jordan Alvarez Baby Poppy. <laughs> and I, I just want to know, Brad, is this like some like glorified, uh, you know, nickname that that's just this tremendous honor, or is this some sort of underhanded thing? that 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 puts Jordan Alvarez in his place or is it somewhere in the middle where it's like cute you're good and also I'm still the best <laughs> I th- I honestly think I think it's a pretty high compliment from Big Poppy to give to put his nickname on somebody else because Dwight Howard got into the NBA I don't know if I don't know if you remember this whole thing or know about it but Dwight Howard got in the NBA and he wanted to be called Superman hmm. Shaq is Superman correct Right. So and Shaq even told him he's like, No, no, no big no big fella. I'm Superman. I think is how it went. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> but yeah, that was that was like this whole big thing. And I know Jordan Alvarez hasn't put this nickname on himself, but right. I think it I think it's a pretty big honor for somebody to put their nickname on him. Did you know there there's actually a kid in the Mariners system they call baby Jordan? No way. Yeah, he's faster and has a better arm, but he has just as much power. That's and awesome. An amazing hitter. So that's really I'm excited cool. for that kid to come up in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baseball family, in case you didn't know, you're not allowed to assign yourself a nickname. 
Okay, that's right. Let's just, yeah. That is a that is a that's a law, and I almost <laughs> just let go of the editing. We make very a priority on the show. It's a law. I feel very strongly about this. You cannot give yourself a nickname. You're absolutely okay. right. Yeah, no, it is absolutely a law. Like you should do time if you give yourself a nickname. That's right. Social yeah. justice will come after you <laughs> in the form of criticism and ostracization. <laughs> hey, we have a tie game. Tie game no in Arlington. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, let's let's get on with this. Baseball family. I'm going to yawn, and then I'm going to tell you about this. Oh, man, sorry. It's, oh, it's been a day. All right, versus game. Let's talk about versus game because we are always asking you what you think about the topics that we bring up on the show, and now there's a quick and easy way to share your thoughts with us and participate in the conversation. We have partnered. Wow. We've partnered with versus game, which allows us to bring you games where you can make real money from participating in our polls and trivia and predictions and not just ours, but other people's. Um, so if you're on the winning side of a poll or if you get a trivia question right or a prediction correct, then you can win real money and prizes. You can play for free or you can purchase ticket bundles, which allows you to win more and win faster. Um, and you can play against other listeners uh, and versus game users as well. So the way you do that is you head over to btpod dot on versus.com on your mobile browser and sign up and play our polls and games just a reminder that's btpod.onversus.com come and sign up and play with us and we have a couple of polls and and opinions up right now so one yeah of we got is, who you got who, who you got, got in your nlcs who you got in the alcs then there's a that's few right. more up there we got a bunch yep. go play the polls and have a good time it's fun play some games with surprises you know good time Man, you're on a roll. You're on a roll. <laughs> that is an okay. old joke between a friend and I'm like 20 years ago almost. <laughs> yeah, well, you whipped out a Shaq uh, impersonation as well. So. Right. <laughs> you might be living 20 years ago, Brad. <laughs> that's, that's maybe where you're at tonight. <laughs> Seems like, yeah. First, there's Wild Wild West. Oh, my yeah. Oh, God, man. Right. That- you're throwing that this thing was, back to the early 2000s. That was so good, dude. <laughs> anyway. Uh, All right, let's uh, talk about the NLCS. So okay. the Phillies, <laughs> after today's game, the Phillies lead this series two games to one. Mm-hmm. And up until today, Brig, it was 100% Phillies. Steamroller. Like, oh, like. big time. Like the 5-3 to three game one, like didn't even like like you said the other one seemed like ten to five. This might have been this might as well have been fifteen to three instead of well. Three. And part of that is because the D backs did not record a run until the sixth inning. They yeah. got shut out until the sixth inning. It's crazy. Yeah, and that's that's trouble. And the other thing that's trouble is when you're giving up a bomb to Kyle Schwarber on the very first pitch he sees, and then two batters later. Yeah. Bryce Harper, brother Harper, is going yard on his birthday, hitting his birthday dinger, right? That's so right. like, it was like six pitches, something like that, and they're down two zero. Like, and Zach Wheeler tossed a gem, six innings pitched, uh, three hits is all, uh, two earned runs, eight strikeouts. So there's your six innings, and then he gave up up a couple of those runs, and they pulled him. But that's. That's eight strikeouts across six innings against a playoff opponent. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and was it was it Wheeler or was it uh, or was it Rangers? No, it wasn't Rangers Suarez. Was it maybe Rangers Suarez who who had no hit the D backs through like five or six? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me look. I think was that game two. I think it was game two. I think you're right. Yeah, because game, game two was competitive. Not even a little bit. Like no. Nah. Game two was bad news bears for the Diamondbacks. That one was a final of ten to zero, and. Eight of those runs came in the sixth and seventh inning. They scored four in the sixth and four in the seventh. So, yeah. like, that's the thing. It was Aaron Nola who that's right, was Nola through through like five, I believe, because he threw six. But anyway, yeah, I got it right here. Nola's yeah, line it, is six innings pitch, three hits, zero earned runs, zero walks, and seven Ks. That yeah. was they just got blanked, and then they they Hoffman took over, pitched for an inning, two strikeouts, no earned runs, no walks, no hits. Then Matt Stram comes up, one inning pitched, no hits, no walk or no hits, no runs, one walk, one strikeout, dude. And then well, Kirkering gave. So up here's the thing, bit. though. This this is the thing that's crazy to me is that Merrill Kelly, yeah, he gave up four runs, but. Only two of those scored while he was in the game. He went yeah. five and two thirds, and th- and through five, he had only given up two runs. And it was yeah. he he had also through that point only given up two hits. Yes, it was a home run in the first and a home run in the third. And so I was kind of like, man, like Merrill Kelly is dealing. He made two mistakes, paid for him because you got one of the hottest offensive teams in history right now at the plate yeah. at exactly. home. Exactly. Right, yeah, right. Like <laughs> that's really what that comes down to is that the Phillies through game two were seeing the the baseball beach ball size proportions, and <laughs> could not miss it. And we saw that with hanging up four and two innings late in that game, yeah. and against a Diamondbacks bullpen that has been a problem all year long. Yeah. So so Kyle Schwarber homered twice. Trey Turner homered once in that ball game. And then we have uh, three runs. So Schwarber earned three of the runs, which is crazy. Uh, Turner, two runs. Harper, one. Baum, one. Stock earned one. Real Muto earned one. Those are, that's a pretty good spread. It's not yeah. just on the backs of one or two guys on in game two, which right. is great. Yeah, it, it was spread all around with them, and... Yeah, like I said, hitting hitting is contagious, and it certainly was in game two. Game three was a little different. Yeah, in game two, everyone was a okay, and now <laughs> yes, game Gavin waiting to say that <laughs> game, <laughs> game three <laughs> was a different story. Game three is a different I wrote story. My joke today. like at eight a.m. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so this is the thing that's funny, Brig, is that game three today. Tickets were dirt stinking cheap. I got on SeatGeek yesterday and I found some for eight dollars. And I was like, Yeah. Okay. Too bad. You know what's because of everybody else like me who has to work and can't go. To a 2 p.m. game. It's 2 p.m. local time. Mm -hmm. And I heard, I read a report that a bunch of the Phillies fans caught wind in Philly that the tickets were so cheap. They just started buying up as many many seats as they could yeah. to make it so nobody local could show up. Yeah. Now yeah. that is 
that is some serious involvement from a fan base. They really, yeah, that is, yeah. I, That's really I read that. I believe it. I was like, and but it makes sense though. I mean, like, if it meant that my team was going to win because there was less of a home crowd, I would spend ten bucks on a ticket, right, dude? Like, yeah. NLC in the championship series, pff, you bet. That's totally. a super duh. Um, but it didn't seem to work that well because Brandon fought who has struggled this year, had a couple stints down at AAA in Reno. Um, yeah. When the Mariners were in town, I watched him pitch against the Mariners. And at that point he was like one and six, with like a seven ERA. And I was like, Oh, mow him down. Not the case. Yeah. He shut the Mariners down that day. Just like he shut the Phillies down today through five and two thirds, two hits, nine strikeouts nine nine times brig oh man nine and <laughs> through five and two thirds crazy. that is outstanding like just watching that that game watching him dealy he was hitting the corners just absolutely painting them and the thing that was funny was eventually he stopped getting them just all of a sudden yeah. the umpire stopped calling corners for both teams and it was just like that's right the the zone moved for sure yeah, like you saw, you saw Real Muto at one point. He caught a ball in the corner, and he got he kind of went to move like he's going to stand up for strike three, yeah. but it wasn't called. And he uh, looked back. Yeah, he kind of went like, "Are you kidding me, dude?" <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I would be too. I, the whole crowd did. The whole crowd was like, "Oh, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah." But here's it the was, thing. Even though Fott struck out nine, Ranger Suarez struck out seven. He went five and a third, three hits, one walk, seven Ks on the other side. That's why the game was so nuts, man, because there were no runs until the seventh inning. And then Mm -hmm. they tied it up at one apiece in the seventh. Yeah. Let's talk about the ninth inning, though, because that was absolutely bonkers, the way that one ended up playing out. Because I assumed with Kimbrell going in there, like this is the thing with Kimbrell is that I don't want to say that I assume that he's going to get the job done because you can't assume that with him anymore. No, right? but like 70 or so percent of the time. Yeah, I was going to say 70 to 80. I would even say 80% of the time he's yeah. good, to go, right? Yeah. But you know that there is that the chance of that 20 to 30% could be any time. And today was one of those times. So dude laid an egg tonight. He absolutely did. Yeah. Lourdes Gurriel let off. I think he, I can't remember, did he, did he walk? I think he walked. I think it was a leadoff walk, yeah. And then he stole second. That shocked me in and of itself. Dude. Right <laughs> like, <laughs> the Real Muto could have had him. They were like, look at the jump he got. I'm like, yeah, but that dude moves like molasses, man. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, that's yeah. as fast as he's gone in, since he was in college or whatever, Little League. <laughs> So this is this is the crazy thing though is that the Diamondbacks were second in the National League in stolen bases. 160 they stole 166 bases. The Reds were ahead of them with 190. I think Ellie De La Cruz stole like 150 of those. But yeah, right. anyway, yeah. the Diamondbacks have not been running. Not and at then all. finally they get late in the game here, the opportunity, and they send the slowest guy, one of the slowest guys on the team. Yeah. To steal I think a base. That was an that was a cost-benefit analysis because against Craig Kimbrell, you can run, but you do have to be careful with Real Muto behind the plate. So what was interesting to me is the guy at the plate had to swing. It doesn't matter where the ball is. He has and to swing. Maybe it was a hit so and run. Work. 
because I because yeah, where way. I was I was watching from the dinner table, and so like if this is the screen, I could only see like right here. I couldn't see like the the right third of the screen. <laughs> yeah, and so so I didn't see what happened to the plate. I just saw that he stole the base, and I food fell out of my mouth. I was shocked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it was it was a swinging steal. The dude so it was probably hit and run where he swung and missed. Yeah, he swung and missed for sure, but yeah. it was the necessity that he swung. Yeah. Otherwise, Real Muto would have thrown him out, no problem. Yeah. But so then Guriel gets up or gets to second. And then um Paven it was Paven Smith who was up. So he hits a single, runners on the corners. Smith takes second, defensive indifference, doesn't make it no reason to try to make that throw. No. Right. None whatsoever. And then this took away the the double play. It did take the double, take away the double play. But at that point, there was nobody out, so it didn't matter. You're not going to go for the double play anyway. They're going to try to cut that run down at home. But so (laughs) this is the thing that got me the ball, the shortstop. Was Guriel running on contact? Like, was he supposed to be running on contact? Because if he was, (laughs) Maven Smith should have been standing on third instead of the dude standing on second base still. Like, yeah, because Guriel didn't do anything. No, and, and he <laughs> that was a recess play. That was a recess yeah. play at the plate. Did you see that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he slid around like and swing move and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I that... was like, wow. That's great. <laughs> I couldn't believe that that he got around Real Muto the first time. That was oh I, I know. was like I assumed, I assumed that he had got him on that first go, but then yeah. when they showed the replay, I was like, Man, he missed him by like six inches. Yeah, he did. It was a pretty good I was, couldn't believe it was, so it was athletic it was an athletic move but yeah. then it was it was too athletic because he just has so much momentum that had he had he been moving slower he might have gotten away with it he was moving at regular speed yeah <laughs> yeah somehow he got a little bit extra burst but no that was the thing that that like blew my mind though is that like if i'm the third base coach i'm looking at second base and be like dude what are you doing yeah you saw him go yeah, he's either out or he's safe. Either way, you need to be here because yeah. if he's safe, the game's over. If he's out, we need you scoring need on the next on play. Third. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and then after that, I think it was Perdomo drew a walk, bases loaded, and then Cattell Marte, who had already had two doubles in the game, came through with a line drive to center field. Yeah, game over. He blooped it into right center. It was awesome. And we've got man. ourselves a series. We really do. So if they can show up again tomorrow, well, mm-hmm. then it'll be really interesting. And, yeah. and I think we both predicted six. I think we both predicted Philly six, didn't we? I I was thinking Philly in five, honestly. Five, um, okay, yeah. Well, because I think it's called six, but and so this is um, the thing that's that's really interesting about playing in Phoenix is that when the roof is closed, fly balls die. They die. Like yeah. you can see them. Like like I sat out in the outfield this last year at a game, and you could see it. It looked like the ball was coming. Then all it almost looks like it hits a wall, and I think it has to do with the AC. Yeah, you know, blowing down. That the ball kind of goes, and then it changes trajectory and just kind of dies out there, right in front of the warning track. And so you've really got to get a hold of one to get it out. Like Marte, probably if the roof was open, would have had a homer earlier in the game instead of a double. Um, oh yeah, I think there were a couple that probably would have at least hit the wall and been doubles earlier instead of falling short of the track. Yeah. There so. was one that hit the wall that should have been a bomb, but it hit the padding and yeah. it was just missed by the center fielder. And it was, 
That one should have been gone. Yeah. So it's interesting the difference. Like f- the ball is certainly flying in Philly, was not flying in Phoenix for the Phillies tonight. And I'm curious if they're going to have the roof closed tomorrow because since it's a night game, it's not going to be 100 plus by the time the game starts and the sun will be going down pretty soon after. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Well, let's give everybody an update on when they can watch the next games of the series. Game five against the Astros and the Rangers is going to be in Arlington tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern. Game four, Chase Field in Arizona between Philly and and the Diamondbacks, 8 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, Game five is Saturday at 8 p.m. in the NLCS, and that's a travel day for the ALCS, and they'll go back to Texas. Back to uh, Houston. Or Houston. Yeah, I guess they're both in Texas. <laughs> and then uh, the, that Sunday's a travel day in LCS, and Monday they'll be back in Philly. So that should bring us current. The, the series end, game seven, if necessary, for the ALCS is on Monday. And game seven, if necessary, for the NLCS is Tuesday. So there you have it. There you go. Baseball family thanks. The World Series. The World (laughs) Series. But baseball Uh, family, thank you so much for joining us on this Thursday Night Live episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review wherever you can, uh, especially on the YouTube machine. Thank you. We will catch you next week.